Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a live edition, especially for Richard Taylor of Richard James in um, Rushton, who specifically asked whether we could yeah. do it live so he can um, comment. So he, I, will, I will be bitterly disappointed if he doesn't comment now, doesn't so we can't comment, comment <laughs> So, so. Um, welcome, everybody. Um, I don't even know what episode this is. It must be episode 3000 of the like estate that. agent podcast so how are you doing luke yeah good yeah good good busy uh into a busy week um so again a bit of a blur um but i'm on my countdown 28th of february is a special day for me go on is that is that the f day it is the f day well it it's the start of the f day it's the start of the f day 28th, 1st and 2nd, uh, three days of internship at Foxton's. Wow, that's exciting. And can't, can't wait, can't wait. Hotel's booked, going down Sunday so I can be bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready for Monday. Good. And have you got an agenda as to what you want to get out from I, it? And... There, is, there, there is an agenda which they uh, are just finalizing to send across but the agenda was very much what do you want to get out of it and we'll try and put on a show for you that's amazing so for everybody who doesn't know well everybody knows that luke's the most incredibly generous um person there is out there so um agents giving at their ball um offered and foxon's kindly offered um an internship at their um chiswick office um yep. and luke spent an incredible amount of money after it was already sold to somebody else yeah. I think it may be I think it may have been sold to Simon well actually um, yeah. and Luke asked whether he could bid as well and he did and they kindly accepted it and um, I know that makes a massive massive difference to agents giving them a charity so fair play to you um, which is incredible but what I love about you Luke is you've just got a first for self-development and a first for learning it's incredible so well i just i just think they're, they're a great business obviously when it was there were it was on your patch when you were stomping the streets as, as an agent yeah um and i'm sure did, did you come up as were you direct competitors you could say yes especially yeah. with this especially with this in john's wood office and yeah. they were very, they were very naughty in those days now i'm sure being on the stock market they're um they're a lot better and some of the practices that happened years and years and years ago um i'm sure don't happen now or i like to think they don't happen now so uh yeah, yeah. so yes they look they were they were a, a very good agency um at times it was a challenge coming up against them um i remember when i went on an appraisal and um, i think i came up with a marketing price of five hundred thousand, and um, their marketing price was at seven hundred thousand. um yeah. i was convinced i was convinced i was right um yeah. and but if i was the owner two hundred thousand pounds is a massive amount of money um watching it on right move come down from 700 to 650 to 600 to 550 and then get a phone call to say Stephen, would you be willing to help us yeah um yes 
um, but at the price I suggested previously, and then coming in up at the 500,000. So I'm sure overpricing doesn't happen. No, much. no, well, again, it's a business, it's a business you've got to admire, because at the end of the day, it was, it was founded in, I think, about 1982 or 1981. And then in 2007, I think just before the, the crash as such, and John Hunt sold that business, I think it was for over 300 million. Um, 350 million. So for 40, and and ultimately, as sometimes that, that could be the end goal for a business owner. They build a business, they sell it, and then it allows them to do other things. But as, as a business, you've got to admire some of the things that they do, whether or not you agree or disagree with their practices. But like you say, that they are a listed company now. They've got some great people working there. Um, They've just re uh, not reappointed, but I know Peter Rowlings has gone back as a non-exec. Um, so again, they're they're looking at people from the industry. Again, Peter was there for a long, long time as MD, I think it was of, of Foxton's, um, and obviously then on to Marsh and Parsons. But I think there's a lot you can learn, um, and it's like anything, you can learn things from different businesses. And I talked about it in in our in our group last night about the barbershop and presentation. You can learn from all different. How can estate agents learn from a barbershop? So, 100%. 100%. I want to come back to you on something evening, Jim, or afternoon, or tea time, or dinner time, whatever it is. Thank you. All I know now, it's not morning. So, we got that one. And at the moment, here's what's interesting there's no Andy Overman. And is the internet been okay? Yes. Oh, so what does that well, say? Hey. Yeah. Well, perhaps he was putting a few uh, spanners in uh, spanners in the works. So. <laughs> so, so let's just come back about Foxtons. And actually, one of the things about Foxtons is the discipline and the structure they had with the systems and processes. So um, there were no um, viewings um, before twelve o'clock um, yeah. lunch lunchtime. You know, everybody had to be in, and everybody was creating opportunities all morning. Now, if you look at um, John Hunt, military background, okay? If you look at a lot of people that um, I think the franchises um, employ, Belvoirs of this world, you know, there may be um, people from the RAF, people that have got military black background as well. Discipline. Um, what do you think the qualities are needed to be a outstanding estate agent then? Discipline and consistency, it's got to be two of them. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. I think there's one, one of them is a hunger or a passion to succeed and to be the best. Um, and can you necessarily, so can you teach discipline? Can you teach discipline? Um, I think you can. I, I think you can because ultimately people that we, we know the army is renowned for discipline you, if you're not disciplined you don't make it in the army do you? you you've quite kicked out very quickly so everyone that enters the army doesn't necessarily have the discipline but you can you can teach that can you teach hunger um and the, that passion for success or is that something that's built into you as part of your dna uh, mm. I think something can change maybe to give you that hunger, give you that passion. I think there may be something that you say and you think, you know what, 
I want, I want, I want, you know, I want to have that nice car. I want to be as successful as that person. But in order to do it, actually, let's look at these people. Let's look at these qualities. Let's look at what's made them successful. And actually, it may well be that well, they've got this hunger. They've got this passion to succeed. They've got this energy. Um, yeah. They've got but this what, desire. But what, is it, but what is it that's under the hood that's driving that? Because it's it's normally something that that when you start scratching away at the surface, there's normally something that is driving that passion and driving that hunger and that desire all the time. And sometimes that could be a personal tragedy. Sometimes, um, other times, it like you said, it could be a want and a need. So it could be some they want to buy a new car, they want to treat their family to, or they want to make sure that their kids have the greatest possible start in life. Um, uh, again, speaking about, say, Pete, Pete Lawrence, uh, Lauren Trend, I know one of his passions is making sure his son uh, does the best that he can at football. So he, that's one of the things that makes him hungry and, and drives drives for that. Um, so I think there's all, there's all different things there. And so I think it is something that we, when colleagues or managers talk about their team doesn't have a passion or isn't hungry enough, it's probably because they don't understand what it is that actually then makes their colleagues tick, maybe. Because I think some some of the things I hear are they're, they're not hungry enough, they're not uh, they're not passionate enough, that they're not prepared to to go the extra mile. Well, find out what it is that that, that are their dreams and aspirations. What are their what are their what's their five year goal? What's their one month goal? What's their six month goal um, to help out? Um, so we, I, I we, had, we had an interesting discussion, didn't we, um, last week about yeah. what people's ten-year plans were, um, yeah. and that and that was very interesting. What people came up with, and actually, it stopped a lot of people to think about where they wanted to be in ten years. Um, it's a hard, it's I, a hard question to answer. Yeah, it is a hard question. But actually, if we had that question with, um, say, Vicky at Location Location. You know they've done that they've got their five-year plan they've got their 10-year plan you know and again that comes back to outstanding agents they know where they want to be in five years they know where they want to be in 10 years they know what their purpose is um you know and which is great but that's a great question what you came back um what you said earlier so actually in your growth meetings or in english your one-to-ones or whatever you want yeah. to call them these days um it's to find out what does motivate your colleagues because everybody's motivation is very different. Um, it could well be that it's they just want a night out with their colleagues. It could yep. well be that they want an hour earlier, you know, and I know obviously you've got your um, Wheel of Fortune yep. where um, if people hit um, whatever it is, their Google reviews, you know, they've got that opportunity. But I definitely think it's worth um, sitting down with your colleagues and understanding what motivates them. You know, what is the real reason they come to work um, every day um, and go from and go from there? Yeah, and, and and a lot of the time it is going to be something that's external. Um, and the majority of the time, it may not be necessarily serving customers, but. The result of serving the customers to an exceptional standard is normally driven by something external, and that could be uh, again. It's the same when then when there's often something going on with a colleague, and you think it's business related. Quite often, 
it's external problems that are causing that to drift over because it is very difficult. We work long hours as an industry for for that uh, divide of personal and business. So when you think it's a business related issue, why that maybe colleague isn't performing, I know it's kind of going off at a tangent, um, then quite often it's something what's going on in their personal life that's that's, that's affecting it um, with it. But find out, is it the holiday? Is it that dream holiday? Is it booking that Disney trip now that we can book airfares and, and things like that? Um, is it teamwork? Uh, some people just want to be part of a team. Again, have you done your kind of disc profiling with those people to understand? Because there's no point having a, a nice fluffy conversation with a high D. And again, if anybody watching this, it's Giveaway Friday. Giveaway Friday. Freebie Friday. Freebie Friday. Okay, so if anybody wants um, a copy of a disc profile, um, Troy kindly gave us one. I think it's going back three years now. I will um, do a PDF and scan it over to anybody that wants it. So again, you know, and what's been nice is we've got quite a few people listening these days. Um, we have. We, nice we, get a few email, we get a few emails asking for these attachments. We don't have anything to send, but we still get asked. <laughs> we still get asked for it. We just make it up. But no, seriously, we have anyone that want, wants it, then they can reach out to you and then you normally yeah, fetch them. And we, we, we will get that. But it is something again have you done that as an exercise with your team because it helps them and it's one part of our onboarding process that we've built in now is that we look at that kind of disc profile and we and we mix it up with the nigel risner zookeeper thing to to put into animals so depending upon the type of person or we look at the colors and and things because we, and one of the things we've just done today is um, uh, a kind of bit of a refresher training for some of our colleagues in the morning and afternoon. And our new recruit was just, uh, or colleague, has just fed back a mystery shop that they did on other agents. But they all, she also did a mystery shop on us as a business um, with phone calls, emails, and an office visit. And she made reference to the types of people that she came across when she went into branches, whether or not they were greens like her, or were they were red, or were they yellow, or were they a blue so it's it's useful how they're suddenly now starting to relate to it and she and she said i got i really got on well with martin because i can tell he's a green just like me so we had loads to talk about we were like in our element so and, it, and it's good because then it's showing them how they adapt okay now do you want to go public and share what happened with a mystery shop absolutely absolutely you, and more, more, no, because i'm putting you yeah. on the spot now no, no 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 so absolutely so we so we do mystery shops on uh, we do emails phone calls and office visits um and with our colleagues that joined at the beginning of the year we didn't do our own business and we missed a trick there so when uh bethany joined us with harvey we said we want you to do it on us and give us your honest opinion on it you, you're new to this business you're new to agency let us know how you feel and if you want to do that first and not the other the competitors afterwards that's great uh, but would you be shocked on this isn't us by the way so uh, uh, fortunately would you be shocked to hear that they sent a right move inquiry in and still uh eight days on they still haven't had a response from an agent no i'm not shocked at all um i'm sure i shared not this even an acknowledgement not even an acknowledgement to to their inquiry no no because I, 
I'm sure I've shared this story before, but have you ever been to when we could go to the Right Move seminars? Yeah. Okay. And so I've been to, I think, three or four. So 170 agents all in the room. And um, they, all of them are being mystery shopped. So they've all had an email to say, um, I'm a te- I'm a I'm looking for a property to rent out. I've also got my own property that I'm looking to rent out as well. And the question from the front is right. You get that email. Would you respond in the in one hour the same day or the next day? So, what do you think everybody says? Uh, within one hour, I bet they said. Yes, yeah, so 170 hands shoot up one hour, and then what do you think? And then what do you think the reality was? I bet you less than 10% actually did it within an hour. Okay. And what do you think of your reality was that people answered the email? Just answer the email. So similar to your one. Half, half. Higher. Probably higher. Okay. 60%. Higher. 70. Higher. 80. 80% of people in that room did not answer the email ever, ever. Okay. And that happened four times. Okay. So I've been to four separate ones. Exactly the same. You weren't weren't in a particular part of the country that was bad agents. You, yeah. So am I surprised at what you say? No, No, not, not at all. And and it's scary. It's scary. so So the other mystery shops were, uh, went into one one branch so this was a phys- physical office visit so this is the weirdness around it so imagine uh you've got a four six foot gap let's say from where you walk in through the front door to where the desk is um can you put a mask on please uh, whilst you walk to take a seat oh when you take a seat oh you can take the mask off now um okay. so that that was one um and to actually promote a property, they just wrote on a compliment slip the address of the property, and that's what they got. They didn't get a brochure. They didn't even get maybe a single A4 page or a postcard advertising it um, as part of it. Um, but that, that's about the competition. So then they did mystery shops on ours. Um, and generally, they were okay, but they weren't to what we want. So it's identified some some things and we're putting things in place to to address it um but one of them was uh, a right of inquiry on a sold property and did we try to promote other properties that were similar no we didn't so straight away we've got to put something in place to make sure that we make easy for a customer yeah yeah so, so there you go uh, and then, so, so that so that's one of them and then the other one was the office visit. Uh, they booked the mortgage appointment for the first young first time buyer couple as they posed. Um, they went through about a gifted deposit. And um, so they didn't say they were getting a gifted deposit. They just said their story was that they're just getting married. Um, they're having a gifted, they're having some money lent to them or given to them from a member of the family. They didn't volunteer it was going to be overseas until they asked where it was coming from. So again, the team was great because again, they helped in educate them around gifted deposits um and but where we lacked is in the follow-up um for that which which is dis- but again we've 
we've not beaten anyone with a stick because that's the worst thing you can do with it is to use this to say um, this is wrong you've not done a great job at it this probably could have been any of us and if we we're all honest in our own agencies it probably could be any agency even sometimes the the, the great agencies out there so but we know that we can improve but we know from the other mystery shops we're already up here compared to here but we want to be to make the gap even wider um for it so we we want to improve things so we're making a lots of changes to our system which i think is already great but we're making a lot more changes on there to make sure we can deliver a lot better information to and make it easy for our colleagues in order to do that so okay. um so that, that's an but it's that's great you, you either stay standing still or you evolve and that's what well, we're doing. 100 and i think it's a great learning as simon Ware would say it's a great <laughs> learning and mincy so um Without a, without a shadow of doubt. But another interesting exercise for everybody is how many times do you get called to ask, you know, how much you charge? Okay. And what's the answer with your colleagues? Um, and do they answer that question? So, again, from my mystery shopping that I've done, I will get, we won't be beaten on fees. We tailor our fees, our standard fees. So, whatever the answer is so you know, obviously that means everybody negotiates which is great if you're a seller because that's exactly what you want to hear when you're calling an agent um, but also the scariest thing is i would say 90 percent of agents never took my name and number so how are they going to contact three. you again because you've inquired on fee you're a potential seller yeah that's what's scary so yeah. you know again some of the things you know it's not it isn't rocket science it is about doing the basics um exceptionally well you know and again we talk about these one percent these marginal gains you know that they all add up and they make make a difference you know and imagine if you get say five calls in a month but you don't take those names and numbers over the course of a year if you're throwing away 60 opportunities um it's it's scary you know those yeah. 60 opportunities you know the average uk fee is about three grand you know even if you get 10 of those on you know that's an extra yeah. thirty thousand pounds you know, that's a lot of change your business to what you can do yeah i mean and it's scary what jim's saying you know he puts in offers and he doesn't get a response no. i mean so it's interesting you say about the the fee thing there and we're, we're doing this with our contact center at the minute so we've got them one of these whiteboards on wheels um so because they want to track their numbers so they uh, and this was what was great so I, stupidly i didn't get a whiteboard for them because i love whiteboards now um so rather than it being a bit of technology we actually physically write on the whiteboard i know this is your comfort zone stephen yeah no, thank you <laughs> so, but, so so that they, they, they kept on so so they're having objections thrown at them so um i want to find first before i list my house so i said look when you get an objection and you're unsure how to answer it obviously i'm not always around to help you with it they've got a column on the whiteboard to say objections. my dogs are going mad so i'm going to just put you on hold a sec on mute so they have on the whiteboard objection handling. So when they come up with an objection that they don't know how to react to it, then they're going to write that down. So already today, this afternoon, they've, I think they've written four or five on there. So then on Monday, we will go through and role play some of those examples so that then they're better prepared. So over time, 
we're going to give them the skills and the knowledge in order to help overcome these objections. So when they get it next time, we think, yeah, I remember that one. So I know how to overcome it. And gradually that list will get thinner and thinner and thinner. Or we'll need to recap it. Or we can then just do some role play training sessions. Um, so that's that, that's something with that fee handling is when, when you talk about that with a team, say, well, look, why don't you write down, if you're not comfortable with handling that question, why is it that you're uncomfortable and what is it the with the objections or um, that, that can come back that, that you're getting if someone doesn't want to list now or wants to find first or um, uh, the other reason you cheat on you, uh, which is a common one. Um, and it's, dem it's then demonstrating that. So if you've got a whiteboard or a piece of paper, just get them together. Because quite often, every member of your team is probably having the same objections thrown in front of them. 100%. Here you go. Here they go. They've broken <laughs> in. They've broken, they've broken in. Let's see if they can keep quiet now. I very much, yeah. I very much doubt it. We see. So, no, I know we've I think not that's talked great. about anything. I know we've not talked about anything that we'd planned to talk about at the beginning. <laughs> well, do you know what? Let's just, I mean, it's we're ending it because it's late on Friday night. There's just one thing I want to mention. Um, next yes. week, I'm involved in a Zoomathon. So, this is like the live aid of a state agency, it's 33 hours. It's uh, across several continents, starting from, starting from Australia, New Zealand. Thank you. Oh, great. Come here. Come on. Good girl. Good girl. Start, start, starting in Australia, New Zealand, America, there's some absolutely amazing guests. Um, it's for less than £30. Um, and you get David, David Knox. Is David Knox involved? I David think. is one of the speakers um, through Rick Rushton. There's Olympic Olympic coaches. And the speakers are absolutely phenomenal. Um, and all the money goes to a charity in Thailand called Hands Across the Water. I'm going to post on actually on the EA podcast. But also, um, I've got a little mascot, so I'll post it on my place as yeah. well um to show you know the reason why it's all being done um it's an incredible investment yeah. it's incredible learning opportunity as well so please if anybody's interested get on board it's all being recorded um you can watch it live i am going to be joined by spencer lawrence from paramount and vicky Bybrus from location location so really looking forward to that and again um if anybody wants a disc get in contact thank you very much for watching and listening. Yeah. Richard Taylor, can't believe you're not on. What can we say? Uh, we gave him the opportunity. You can't say we didn't try. <laughs> exactly. So, so have, have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks yeah. very much for yeah. watching. We'll catch up with you next week. Okay, Cheers. bye.